Give a round of applause for, for these two gentlemen, Mia Smithy and Ahmad K. Smith. Come let's on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You got a preference beside this name? I'm starting to write. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Right, no, go ahead. It's one right here. It's right here. Ugh. It's kind of quiet in here. All right, what's going on, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Quiet. First things first. Um, I just want to say thank you for for, for showing love on the uh, no zone defense. That's definitely much appreciated. Um, so yeah, before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you all. Um, would you all mind raising your hand if you feel that? LeBron James is the greatest basketball player on the world right now. Can you all raise your hand if you feel that way? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. Well, right now. Right, right now, now. Like active. Right now. So if your hand is not raised, that means you don't feel that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player in the world right now. Raise your hand if you feel like Giannis Antetokounmpo is the greatest basketball player in the world right now. Wow. Did I just hear who is that? Oh, <laughs> all right, another person. Can you all please raise your hand if you feel that Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now? You don't know? So, I got, I, I got another last one for you, all. last one. The Knicks and Nets. Are there any Nets, Knicks fans in here? Any? I'm sorry to hear that. Are there any <laughs> Nets fans in here? Nets, Nets also, fans? sorry to hear that. So, I'm a Laker fan, as, as was mentioned, Laker fans since birth. Um, tough times for the Lakers, but it is what it is. Um, obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of franchises in the league, and, and, and Ahmad has certain opinions on certain franchises. He likes to use this word called a poverty franchise. Definitely. And, and, and what a poverty franchise is, if you don't mind, Ahmad, could you explain to the people what a poverty franchise is? A poverty franchise is the New York Knicks. Yeah. That is the poverty franchise. Why, why, do, why do you feel that way? Is, is it something that they've done? Is, is it the way they play? Is it the coaching? What, what is it? No, I feel like the, the Knicks are a poverty franchise because the biggest thing in the 2021-22 NBA season, they were known for being bong. Oh, <laughs> oh you're saying the biggest? I, I mean, the I don't biggest know. thing they accomplished was going viral for being bong. I don't know. You might you might be hurting some feelings when I, when I when I hear Knicks land. I know I know it's common. It's easy, but I mean you know there's there's, there's still New York's team, right? The Knicks are New York's team, right? Or, or, or are, we, are we saying the Nets are? No. The, Knicks. the Knicks are. The Knicks? Uh, I don't know if there was confidence in that statement. It, when it, I heard really, it. it really wasn't. Let me, let me ask you something, Theus. What do the Knicks need to do this offseason to become a title contender or, let's say, let's pop the brakes, a playoff contender? <laughs> oh, we, we got to get them to the playoffs first? <laughs> playoff <laughs> contender. <laughs> playoff contender. Trade Julius Randle. Why, 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 why trade Julius? Would you, would you trade Julius? Oh, I felt the emotion in that statement. I'm right there with you, man. You, you, would trade, you would trade Julius? I definitely would trade Julius Randle. And you know who I would target if I'm the New York Knicks? Donovan Mitchell. I think the New York Knicks are lacking a true star. I think the New York Knicks need somebody that can bring excitement to Madison Square Garden, need somebody they can build around, and it's definitely not Julius Randle. The only problem is, who are the Knicks going to trade? Because Julius Randle's stock is low, as we all know, due to this last And also, season. too, who would they be getting in return? You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Right? But is that enough to get them a championship? It's a start. I feel like you get Donovan Mitchell, you get a young player, and then you got stars that will want to come and play with Donovan Mitchell 
at Madison Square Garden. Well, speaking of Spider, right, shout out. Um, I know you're a big fan of the Utah Jazz. So <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's your thoughts on the way their, their season is kind of gone? Um, definitely expect it. I feel like if you watch the Jazz play, you notice that obviously Rudy Gobert is not worth that max contract that he got. Rudy Gobert is not a second option on a playoff team. Rudy Gobert probably is a player that you want to, I would say, definitely have as your fourth or fifth best player, but not your second best player if you're trying to win a championship. And clearly, the reason why I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell going to the New York Knicks is because obviously that era is probably going to end this offseason with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Well, hopefully Spider sees better days ahead of him, right? He goes to the Knicks. Hopefully the Knicks can win a championship. Can you imagine if the Knicks did win a championship? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't. I mean, you, know, you never know, though. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about the Lakers, you know, not making the playoffs, and that's one of the most historic franchise shots. Are there any Laker fans in here? Am I, am I solo on that? Are there any, any Laker fans? Yikes. Oh, Laker fans? It, it, that's, that's surprising, though. I mean, you consider, I mean, I tell you what, though. I guarantee you, if the Lakers were in the playoffs, if the Lakers won the championship this year, there'd probably be some, some Laker fans. But who, who, who do you think has a brighter future? The Lakers or the Knicks? I mean, obviously the Lakers. Anybody I don't know about obviously. Obviously, like anybody but the, the New York Knicks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, why do you hate the Knicks? If, so if we're being honest, the Los Angeles Lakers still have Anthony Davis. They still have LeBron James. Even though LeBron James is getting older, he's still showing out this year that he was a top five basketball player in the world. So if you have Anthony Davis, you have LeBron James, that's clearly better than anything that the New York Knicks have on their roster. Now, the lack of playoffs doesn't, doesn't hurt you? It, it doesn't shift your opinion on the Lakers' future? The fact that they had the, that big three and still didn't even make the play in, let alone the playoffs? No, because the injuries happen. And if you look at the New York Knicks, if you're talking about who has the better future, New York Knicks went to the playoffs last year. Before that, it was seven years. So we got. I, I want to shift gears a little bit, right? You, you mentioned St. Louis, your guy, Jason Tatum. How, how, how do we feel about that Celtics net series? What, 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 uh, what does that say about the Celtics? And or what does that say about the Nets? Well, I know we got a couple of Nets fans in here. Um, I will say, I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, I think Boston Celtics won that series with, against the Brooklyn Nets because they were the better team. I feel like Jason Tatum established himself as the best young player in the league, um, at least best 25 and under. Uh, I know some people are going to say Luka Doncic, but if you look at Jason Tatum, for his skill set, three-level score, can guard one through five on the basketball court, can really do everything. The only thing that he really lacks and he's improving in this department is his passing. So I feel like going forward, the Boston Celtics, when they play the Milwaukee Bucks, they have a real chance yeah. to recent NBA Finals. Yeah, so, okay, so you talked about the winning team. That's, you know, it's good. Shout, shout out to the Boston Celtics sweeping in the first round. Um, but the other side, the opponent, the Brooklyn Nets. What, what, what's next for the Nets? Right, you still got Kevin Durant. You tell me. You tell me. You still got one of the best players in the world, Kevin Durant. You still got one of the most clutch players in the league in Kyrie Irving. You still got one of the best defenders in the league in Ben Simmons, but is it time to panic? You know, I, I know there's mixed opinions about who their coach should be, but my thing is, if you have the talent, who, who, whose fault is it that they weren't able to get it done? Because you can point the fingers at a lot of people, but if there's, you know, one person or is it the entire organization? And I don't want to hear the word trade. 
You got a team with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I don't think you need much more. And hopefully, we get a healthy Ben Simmons. Hopefully, we get a Brooklyn Nets team that competes and at least wins a playoff game. I say you run it back. You got Ben Simmons coming back. You got Kyrie Irving coming back. You got Kevin Durant coming back. You go out, you try to find some veterans, some guys that can play both sides of the ball. Two-way defenders would be nice. And you run it back. I think it's as simple as that. I don't think, like, this series should be indicative on the future of the Brooklyn Nets. I still think their future is bright because, to me, arguably they have Kevin Durant, who, if you don't think he's the best player in the world, he's at least top three. You still got Kyrie Irving, one of the greatest point guards in the world, top five point guard in the NBA. And you got Ben Simmons, who, even though he hasn't played this whole, he didn't play this whole regular season, he's still arguably the best defender in the NBA. But we don't know that, though. I know that. It's a, <laughs> we don't know, I that. know that. It, it, it's been a whole year. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. But anytime a player misses an entire year, hopefully he comes back and is able to play well. But that's a that's a that's a heavy bet. I'm confident Ben Simmons' um, defensive ability because that's what he does best on the basketball court. Regardless of the fact that he didn't play a year, you don't lose that ability. So, and so obviously his teammate being Kevin Durant, do you feel like obviously right now, you know, you got KD, you got Steph. You have Bron. Some people even argue Jokic. I'm not one of those individuals. But if Giannis goes out and wins a championship this year, is it even a conversation on who the best player in the world is? I don't think so. I, I, I don't even think there's, there's, there's going to be a toss-up. I don't think there's going to be a, you know, maybe it's someone else. Maybe, no, no, no. I, if Giannis goes out and wins back-to-back, to back, it, it, it's, I'm not entertaining any other sort of debate about anyone else. And that's, a, and that's a fact, that's valid. I feel like if Giannis goes out and wins the championship, not only is Giannis should be considered the best player in the world, I think Giannis also has to be considered probably a top 10 basketball player of all time. And the reason why I say he'd probably be a top 10 basketball player of all time, because if you look at it, all those top five guys, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and even if you want to throw Kareem in there, all those guys, he would have done something that they all did, and that was go back-to-back winning, not just the NBA Finals, but probably winning the Finals MVP, because I'm sure if he gets to the Finals, he's probably going to win the Finals MVP, and that's very impressive when you think about it. But top 10 all time? So you're saying, so if Giannis goes out and wins a chip this year, he's top 10 all time, he has, right? a, he, has a, he has a hell of a case to be top 10 all time. He has an argument for top 10. How many active guys in the league have a legitimate argument to be in a top 10? Obviously Steph, I mean Steph, uh, LeBron, right? We know that. Whether you have him at one, two, three, four, whatever, you know he's in the top ten. But could Giannis jump over KD even in the in the legacy argument this season? Yeah, I'm just, I, I think at first I, I was talking about active. If he okay. wins the if you win the championship this year, he's definitely no doubt about it. All right, the best player in the world right now. But you saying at the age of what twenty seven, Giannis could be top ten all time? That, that gets scary. It does get scary. That gets scary. That gets scary. And the reason why I get scary because we're not just talking about Giannis possibly like being top 10. We're talking about can Giannis make a run or a case for being like mentioning with those other three guys. Uh, say, say, say the three names again, please. So just so we're on the same page. No, no, no. I just want to make sure, you know, the room is on the same page with the names that you feel are, are, are on that list. My list, when we talk about the greatest basketball players of all time, my list is Kobe Bryant. My list is LeBron James. And my list is Michael Jordan. Now, I don't care who you, how you rank it, one through three, but I think those three guys are the best basketball players of all time. If Giannis goes out and he wins a championship, to me personally, he will have a case to be top 10 all time at the age of 27 
winning Defensive Player of the Year, winning MVP, did something that hasn't been done since Hakeem and Michael Jordan. He's already did that, going back to back. And it's just like, it gets scary because he'll be 27 years old, still in his prime, and he'll have a chance to kind of continue to add to his collection, continue to add to his resume. And that gets very, very scary. No, it, it, it definitely gets nasty. The, the, the thing that um, always gives me pause, though, is like we have to wait to see if he actually does it. True. Right, because with the whole, like when Kawhi, Right, I, I, I would say like it had Kawhi won that championship, right? I think it was in the bubble, right? you blow a 3-1 lead. Conversations could have happened. Conversations could have happened. You know, you, you win that championship, you're now, you got three chips before the age of 30, you got three finals MVPs on three different teams. It, but, it all sounds nice. It sounds like, but it, 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 it sounds nice, but it, it sounds pretty. <laughs> it sounds pretty, but then we, we, we hype them up and then it doesn't happen. True, true. So, we just got to play the waiting game. I, I would tell you this, though. Giannis not having Chris Middleton, if he goes out and beats the Celtics, that says a lot about where he should stand in the overall rankings. Sure. Talk, but talk to me, too. I mean, we got Philly, Miami, second round. You, you have a, a, a pick in that series you want to go with? Uh, prob probably the Miami Heat. Probably the Miami Heat. Who said that? Somebody said Miami at six? Yeah. Miami at six? Why? Well, I'm a Heat fan. <laughs> <laughs> Energy. <laughs> I, re I respect it. Um, I definitely can see that, Miami at six. I think when we talk about teams in the NBA for it's like the most balanced teams, Miami Heat definitely have an argument for that. I feel like you have defensively guys that can play two ways, two sides of the ball. You have a star in Jimmy Butler. You got a guy that's championship cruiser in Kyle Lowry. And you also got shooters, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. And then don't let Victor Oladipo, who yeah. just closed out the Atlanta Hawks, don't let him be the X factor going yeah. forward in the playoffs. It gets really scary, not just for the Philadelphia Sixers, in my opinion, but probably for the entire Eastern Conference. Yeah, but the Philadelphia 76ers aren't the Atlanta Hawks. True. I mean, they, you, they got the two best players in this series. So did the Nets against the Boston Celtics. That is a fantastic series. point. You know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that you are, you are, huh? They also got Harden. Yeah, you got Harden. Oh, that's heavy. I agree, <laughs> but that's still heavy. <laughs> Shots fired, like I said, you're not wrong, but I mean, hey, but the thing is too, I, we've seen Jimmy Butler perform at the highest level in the finals, right? True. And I know a lot of people have still been waiting on James Harden, Joel Embiid to really perform and get that chip. But maybe this is that year, right? Maybe, maybe this is that year. I think, you know, it's funny, the three out of the four teams in the Eastern Conference, you can make the case this is their year. Definitely. Right, like th this is like, okay, this is their first real chance at getting a title. Because even with Miami, when they played the Lakers, like, all right, you know, what they did to get there, it was cute. Yeah. You know, it was inspiring. But they weren't about to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, let's, you know, let, let's, that's, it was clear. But now, I mean, they could, they could win the whole thing and it wouldn't be surprising. The Philadelphia Sixers. I would say it depends on what James Harden is going to get. Are we going to get the Houston Rockets version of James Harden? Because I love what James Harden is doing. He's averaging, what, like 20 and, and 10 this regular season. He's averaging, like, what, 18 and, like, 14 this playoffs right now. And I'm not really a stats guy, but I had to point out the stats. But it's just like... It's going to be a situation where James Harden is going to have to go out and get you 30 to 35 points this series. Because especially with, especially with that, that defensive team and that philosophy that the Miami Heat have, like he's going to have to show up offensively. So he's going to have to turn back the clock at least, I feel like, 
a couple times this series against the Miami. And if he does that, then I say it gets more likely that they can probably get it to at least a seven-game series. If he doesn't, I wouldn't even be surprised in the Miami Heat knock him out in five, honestly. Five? In five. In Easy. five? In five. You, you, you call it a gentleman sweep on, in, on Philly? In five. You know, this is very similar to the Raptors series when a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they have all these, you know, different pieces that can contain and beat, whatever that means. You know, you can slow dwell me down. James Harden might have fizz, da da da, woo And then the Sixers ended up being three, up 3-0. And so again, Miami isn't Toronto. I'm they're not, not saying exactly. that. They're, 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 <laughs> exactly. Miami ain't Toronto, right? There's a reason why they're the one seed. But I'm just saying, sometimes I feel like people forget because of they have such high expectations for Embiid, for Harden. If you really, it's crazy. Even as the one seed, the Miami Heat don't really have high expectations. Or like people don't have like high expectations for them. That's, that's like, true. <laughs> you can make the case that people had higher expectations for a one seed than for a seven seed, excuse me, than a one seed. But that's because when, we, when you listen to the national media cover the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers all season oh. long, of course, most people are going to say like, yo, that's why it was like that. But if you watch the game, and you also like listen to no pump fakes. We talk about all the teams. We cover all the teams. So it's no surprise. It really wasn't even surprising if you saw how the Brooklyn Nets were playing all year that they struggled against the Boston Celtics. It's really not going to be a surprise if the Miami Heat go to the Eastern Conference Finals because if you've been watching them, you know how great they are. Of, of course. But to that example, though, even though the Nets struggled with the Celtics and all that, I still expected. At least one dub. At least one game. I, I can't get one game? At least one game. Just one? Just uno? I, like, a, a, you know how bad a sweep is? Especially in the first round. Now, again, it is what it is. You know, you know, you keep it pushing. They have guys that are first battle Hall of Famers. But one game, literally every single team in the NBA playoffs got one win. Except one. And again, like I said, it is what it is. But, you know, you, you kind of live to see another day. But I still think, though, with the way the league is kind of set up, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right, like people get caught up in falling in love with, with paper, like, like rosters. And what if I told you before the season started that literally the Nets and the Lakers would have zero playoff wins? <laughs> I don't think there's a single person in this room that would have believed that. You probably wouldn't have. That's you know, what not, like, not even, not, we were talking about them playing in the finals, let alone, you know what I'm saying, make the playoffs, you know, win a couple of games here and there, but, but meet up in the finals. And so, but I think that's just a testament, though, to, to teams like Milwaukee, teams like Phoenix, teams that, you know, are really getting it done. You know, so, I mean. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Like, I don't really have too much pushback with that. I mean, obviously, that's why you play the game. You got to show up. Because on paper, on paper looks good for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you got to play. Can you break down your difference between the eye test and analytics for me, please? It's kind of what you just talked about. Like, on paper, if you're looking at the stats, you're looking at like these guys historically and all the things that they've done, it's like, oh, this team should be a championship team. But if you watch the game, you watch, you use your eyes, you see like, oh, the Lakers are really old. Or oh, the Brooklyn Nets don't really have any chemistry. So it's just like numbers wise, you'll say like before the season started, the Los Angeles Lakers should win the NBA championship. The Brooklyn Nets should win the NBA championship. When you start watching during the regular season, you start watching how they play, you start watching their offensive formula, your offensive philosophy, you think and you sit back like, oh, these numbers that were projected in the regular season before the season started, 
isn't really matching up with the on-court production. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. You know, people like the idea of having a bag and having skill and all that, but to me, you know how I am. I like winning. You know, I like the idea of having more points than other team. I think if you're a person that produces, I think if you're a person, regardless of skill, if you're able to get it done, that's what matters the most. And I know people have mixed opinions about Giannis and, and you know, his inability to like dribble or have handle. It, it's crazy how people will focus more so on a person's inability than their actual ability. Sure. You know, like you get a player of that stature, why is it that we're so quick to say, he can't do this, he can't do that? Let's focus on what he can do. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, you, you give me 50 points in a closeout game of the NBA Finals, that's, that's nasty work. You know what I'm saying? You, you win four straight in the NBA Finals, that's crazy. You know, like that's, that's rare air. That's not something you see every day. That's not something that we'll probably see for a, a very long time. Especially with this next crop of players, you know, you got the Trey Youngs, the Zions, the Luca, the uh, the Devin Booker, the Donovan Mitchell, you know. So, um, if you had to pick one though, right, of those five of that group of us uh, six, who's your favorite coming out? You know, the, that twenty-five and under kind of thing. I mean, I already, I already know. I just said it. Yeah, we already talked about it earlier. Let's <laughs> change the title. Who's your favorite? That's what I want to know. Who's your favorite? Who are you leaning towards? My favorite uh, of that group. I like Book. Like Devin Booker? I, I, I like Devin Booker because he's shown what he can do when it matters most, right? Like 40-point games, in the, first of all, 40-point games in the NBA is challenging, right? But to do it in the NBA Finals at that age with all the pressures on you for the first time, right? the first trip to the Finals and then you give me 40, that's, that's not something to, to, to you know, just you know, ignore. But I don't think a lot of players, I hate to say it, would probably even be built like that. There's a lot of talent in the league, don't get me wrong, but to really perform when it matters most in the finals, when everyone is looking at you. And then, mind you too, to be a player that, quote unquote, hasn't proven as much as like LeBron or Katie or whatever. Because those guys, you know, they could literally stop playing basketball today and they would, you know, they're, they're stands. But Devin Booker, you know what I'm saying, with this being your first finals appearance, you give me 40, I mean, you, you stand to my eyes. One, one would argue though, that if you swapped Devin Booker and you placed on that run last year in the NBA Finals that the fitting songs went on. If you swap Devin Booker, you place Luka Doncic, you place Jason Tatum, they probably, the same thing would have happened or they probably would have won that series. So how, how can Devin Booker be considered probably the best 25 and under player if he really didn't get it done? I think that conversation would be a little bit different, like, yo, if he would have got it done. I understand scoring 40 in the finals and stuff like that, back-to-back -back games, that's impressive. But a lot of people will say like, yo, if the Phoenix Suns had Luka Doncic instead of Devin Booker, or if they had Jason Tatum instead of Devin Booker, they probably win that series. I mean, that's cool. I mean, we, we, my thing is, when it comes to sports, you can always play the if game, right? Like, if Allen Iverson was 16, he would literally be the greatest player of all time. Right? If Giannis had a three-point shot, he would literally be the greatest player of all time, so on and so forth. So my thing is, Devin Booker has done it. Right? He, he's proven, whether you like him or not, he's literally brought a team to the finals. Those other guys that we made, named have not. And even with the Luka example, the idea of not making out of the first round. I know they just you know, did it recently, but just the idea of like playoff success matters, especially when you consider what your other counterparts are doing. If everyone else 25 and under wasn't winning, hey, all right, whatever. When does when team environment and the team that you on come into play with that though? Because the person you named was Devin Booker. He's, on, he's been on a better team for the past like two years when we talk about it compared to his counterparts. So where does that come in and play and it has a factor? 
It's definitely a factor. I mean, no one is perfect. No one can just bring, you know, a, a team full of, you know, maids to an NBA Finals unless your name is LeBron James. But I think, like, it's, it's also, like, cause, because we all, we've also seen the opposite. We've also seen players with great teams not show up when they matter the most. You know what I mean? So, to me, I think it's a matter of um, your opponent. Are you able to beat who's in front of you if they're a good team? Um, rising to the occasion, but um, I don't know. That, that, that's, a, that's a good one. You got a, a, a cap or no cap? Should we, should we introduce them to a cap or no cap segment? Go ahead. I don't have one. But yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I feel like we got to keep it uh, Knicks related for, for all the lovely <laughs> New Yorkers out there. <laughs> that's too easy. Uh, what's more likely? The Knicks make the playoffs next year. Oh, I got a better or the, or the one. Or the Knicks I, I, win the finals in the next five years. That's, well, <laughs> probably neither are likely, if we're being honest. <laughs> um, but I got a cap or no cap. Will R.J. Barrett be an all-star next year? Next year? Next year. This is a guy that every year that he's been in the NBA has improved. This is a guy that a lot of people feel like, yo, he can be the first option on a playoff contender team that the New York Knicks need to run their offense through R.J. Barrett. They need to get rid of Julius Randle. So can he make that, or maybe not be an all-star next year, but can he become an all-star caliber player? That's probably a better question. Yeah, well, okay, if you want to play it safe, then yeah. I think he can become an all-star ca caliber player. Caliber, okay. Um, but my thing is, can you be an all-star caliber player but never make an all-star game? True. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, there's guys, because even though you don't make it to an all-star game, that doesn't mean that you can't compete or, like, if you're tossed into the game, you can't last, if you will. Right? Like, so, um, but to answer your question, no. The only, and the only <laughs> reason why I say that, though, is because, you know, I, I like to think backwards. So, if we're going to say that R.J. Barrett can make an all-star game, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. If, if you feel that way, cool. But who isn't making it? Right? Like, that, that's the thing that we have to also talk about. You know, you got LaMelo in the East. You got Trey Young in the East. Like, like we're in a time where guards are really running the, you know, running the league, especially in the Eastern Conference. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a kind of a forward. Oh. So, RJ Barrett. Oh, okay. So he's like, a, he's like a Kevin Durant. He's a forward. And you know, you know, Kevin Durant's gonna make it. He's like Giannis. He's definitely gonna make it. So, honestly, it might be even worse that he's a forward. So that might, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, Jimmy got, Butler. Jimmy Butler, Chris. I mean, Milton. it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. It's like, tough. I mean. I think that's the beauty of making the all-star game. I, I think people forget that. People talk about snubs. Like, it's one thing to get snubbed off a list, but then it's like, all right, who are you replacing them with? You know, like, who are you? Like, whenever we do these lists of, like, top 10, top five, and people say, yo, where's so-and-so? Cool. Who are you taking off? People don't like to acknowledge that part. Like, if you feel like your favorite player or team should be on somewhere, then it's like, okay, the next step is someone else has, has got to go. Not everyone can get an invite. Because if everyone gets an invite to these top lists, then it's not that big of a deal. Can you imagine if an all-star game had 80 players in it? <laughs> that's not, whoop de do. That's not, that's no, that's, not that that's, big of an accomplishment. That's right? real. That's there real. has to be a cutoff. People have to be snubbed. That's what makes it the elite of the elite. It sucks, but you know, that's just how life is. I agree. I mean, but we'll see though, the future of the Knicks. I mean, you know, what was done with, with Kimball Walker definitely hurts my heart. You know, being a, a UConn guy. Yeah. You know, but you know, they're playing this. They're doing a lot better than other teams. You know what I mean? It could be worse. I mean, you want to list out your poverty franchises? No, I'm not, not gonna do that. Why not? <laughs>
Oh, I'm don't run now. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at the top of that list, though, you had. I have the New York Knicks, but I mean, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see what they do going forward in the future. I mean, they have R.J. Barrett. They have some pieces, but like I said, the key to the New York Knicks' future is probably none of those guys on those lists. It's probably going out and getting a guy like Donovan Mitchell at the end of the day. I mean, if Spider does go to the city of New York and plays for the Knicks, I'll be happy. I'm, honestly, I'll be happy for both parties. You know what I'm saying? I'll be happy for the Knicks. And I'll be happy for, for Spider because that means he'll be out of Utah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that means he'll be, he'll have a stronger fan base, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? He'll be, you know, obviously, and Nick, you can say what you want about their organization and stuff like that, but to me, it's better. Basketball is better when the Knicks are great. I agree. You know, basketball, <laughs> basketball is better when the Knicks are great. You know what I mean? Like, it takes time. It doesn't happen too often. Yeah. But, you know, when it does, it's good. Definitely. For sure, for sure. But thank y'all again, you know, for the live recording of No Pump Fakes. Much, much appreciated. We got some takes off. And uh, as always, we didn't agree on everything, but we had some solid, solid takes. So just like that, y'all, we gone, we here, live record, no pump fakes. Peace.